everybody. Welcome to I'm Not a Fan Unless I Have a Podcast. I'm John Hanford, and uh, today is July 1st, uh, the day that I'm recording this intro. Um, the actual episode that you're going to uh, uh, watch or listen to today was recorded on May 21st. So for those of you watching, uh, the rest of this podcast will feature me with shorter hair. Um, and uh, I just feel like I wanted to get that out of the way. Um, you know, we've, uh, this, is a re this was a really fun conversation. Um, right now, in terms of uh, what's happening at the moment, you know, in the six weeks since uh, this conversation took place, um, you know, we're in the midst of a pretty fucking crazy ass time, um, which is not uh, like that's not a very, uh, you know, jarring thing to say. Uh, it seems like we're at a consensus. Um, shit's fucked. And um, I just hope that everybody uh, listening or watching is doing all I'm just hoping that you're doing all you can to uh, stay healthy, uh, stay positive, and and not let this eat you up. You know, um, it's I mean it's it's crazy. Like even though the the days and weeks all sort of blur together, and it's uh, and it's tough to it doesn't really feel like that much time has passed. Um, you know, it, it's it's just important to uh, to stay on the subject, I guess, because I forgot where I was going with that sentence, you know? Uh, I'm not even high, and <laughs> I just fucking forgot where I was going. Uh, but, you know, maybe don't don't think of it as, like, getting lost in a maze. Think, think of it as more of a, a labyrinth, you know? Uh, you follow? Because, like, a labyrinth, uh, you're always on your way to the, you know, to the goal or whatever. Um, you know, it might, it might, feel like you're you're winding around moving you know going the wrong direction but no you're ultimately on the right path so um i don't know just have faith that shit's gonna work out um and uh yeah i i hope you guys are all taking this as a uh as a positive thing and not like just like oh shit hanford's really uh really bumming me out now uh, i hope that's not what's happening um this was a really fun conversation. I'm just really exhausted, honestly, because I'm recording this at night. Uh, it's been a long day. I've been packing. Um, I'm about to, uh, beginning tomorrow morning on July 2nd, when this episode comes out, I'm going to be driving up the, uh, the Pacific Coast to Seattle um, from Joshua Tree. I'm going to spend about uh, six to six, at least six weeks. I think I'm going to be back like late August. Um, and I'm just going to spend some time with my family. Uh, you know, nobody's sick. Uh, I just miss my dog and I, I really want to go see her. Uh, also it's way more comfortable weather-wise in the Pacific Northwest than it is in the desert in July and August. Uh, we've been dealing with a ton of, uh, you know, a whole bunch of triple digit, uh, degree days and it's, fucking hot at night so it's hard for me to sleep down here and you know what is life if you can't get a good night's sleep right uh so i'm gonna go up 
to uh, to my parents' place and sleep with my dog because because uh, she fucking loves me and uh, and it's it's just a way better. Um, it's just nice, you know. It's a nice thing. You don't need reasons other than that. It's just nice. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna stop babbling here. Uh, let me introduce you to my guest today. Uh, we got Nick, who's uh, he lives in Nashville primarily, but uh, at the time of the call, and maybe currently still, he was quarantining in Kansas City with his family. So um, he's he's a musician. So we talk a lot about uh, just a lot about you know our influences in music. Um, and uh, he also plays in a band called Starship Pilgrims. Um, and yep, got that name right. So uh, <laughs> yeah, without further ado, uh, here is Nick. All right, we're recording now. Um, so yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. This is <laughs> it's no good problem. to have you. Thanks for having me, man. This is great. Yeah, so, uh, so you're based in, in Nashville? I am. I, currently, I'm in Kansas City, which is where I was born. Um, oh, cool. Spending some time with my family. But um, yeah, I, I'm based in Nashville uh, as like a residence, for sure. Nice, nice. Yeah, so uh, like I, I've done just very light Facebook stalking. Uh, so you're also a musician? Yes, I am. Yeah, I play in, um, I play in one band right now um, called Starship Pilgrims, like a jam band. But it's good nice. times, for sure. Love it. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I remember like, what was this like maybe a year or two years ago or something. Um, somebody in the, in the Giz fan page and Facebook. Um, I, I think I want to say they were based in Nashville. It might've been you. I don't know. I'm not sure. But, um, but like, it, it was just a duo, just like a guitarist and a guy and a mandolin, I think. And uh, like at some point they threw in um, uh, like a, a little, uh, what, what what do you call it? Like a little, a, a, they, 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 they they played a robot stop a little bit, like just in the middle of a song. Um, was was that I know you? Them. Oh, okay, yeah. No, but I know them. That's um, that's Mike and Zach. Um, cool. They're friends of mine. They're uh, they're kind of in the bluegrass scene down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're playing uh, yeah, they're playing some bluegrass and then just threw in some fucking gives. <laughs> it was awesome. Um. We were um, we played a show with them one time, and it was that was my first time ever hearing them do it before that they did that video, and I was like, I think I was the only person in that video in that venue that was like, yeah, man, and I, <laughs> I picked up on what they were throwing down. Um, but yeah, I remember going up to them after that and being like, that was badass. You guys killed that shit. So that was cool. yeah, it, it, it's it's weird. Like, so do you play any any gigs on your own, just like covering covering their um, stuff, like when you're playing gigs? I we so we've covered people vultures. Um, oh, nice! We've done that a few times, and it's in like entirety. But we've never we haven't done any other ones. We've jammed the river a few times, but never live, just for fun. Um, yeah, and I guess I covered sense on a live stream a month ago, and that was cool. Um, but otherwise, no. I started learning Crumbling Castle um, recently, so maybe that'll be the next one. I I, uh, I either do with the band or not. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I've I've also been working on Crumbling Castle, um, just on on acoustic guitar actually, just because like it's the 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 action is so fucked up. Like I I need I desperately need a setup on the acoustic because like in in yeah. regular standard tuning it it just buzzes like crazy. However, when I have it tuned down to C sharp, it plays fine. So I've got it <laughs> like that's just my C sharp fucking death metal 
you know, single cutaway Ibanez acoustic. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's not a bad thing, man. <laughs> no, no, it's it's great. Like uh, Kremlin Castle actually sounds pretty good on it. So cool. um, yeah, that and Intercell. But uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, like I, I was just asking because um, like I, I play um, like I, I play a lot just like open mics and stuff just around uh, where I live in Joshua Tree. And yeah. um, and like I, I play a lot of Giz songs just to see like, hey, maybe I can make a friend like maybe somebody in, in the crowd will, uh, uh, will, will, you know, is also a Giz head. I don't want, want that misconnection. So I'll, like, like I, I played Billabong Valley one time at mm -hmm. the uh, at the saloon and uh, some chick was just like at the bar. She was like, yes. And it was like. It, it was the weirdest thing because I was just like, oh, my God, this is, like, because she was really hot, too. So I, I was like, OK, wait. So, oh, my God, this is so cool. So then I was like, you like that one? Wait till you check this out. And then I started playing sense. And she was just like, I don't know what the fuck that is. So uh, it, <laughs> you're like, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I was awesome. like, all right. But, I, I remember we, we played this um, festival called Space Camp. Um, it was like in the like Eastern um, Tennessee. It might even been in like North or South Carolina, like right over the border. Yeah. Um, but it was on this guy's land, this farm. And we did people vultures and one of our buddies bands, um, cosmic shift, they were side stage and like out of our view. And, um, we went into that first lick of people vultures, the dun, 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 dun. And like, I just see like, almost like he did like a 180 turn, and like exposed himself from the side stage and it was the bass player of that band and he was just like losing his mind and i <laughs> knew that they liked his but it was it was cool it was cool seeing that sort of a uh, reaction good times you know yeah especially especially just like I, I don't know there's just something like when when giz is played it's a huge deal like like even though it's un, like we, we all understand they're a growing band and they have like you know what is it like 600,000 plus monthly listens on Spotify? Like, like they're yeah. doing okay. Right. But still like whenever you hear them, like in a, in a bar or something or a restaurant, it's just like, Oh my God. Like you guys hear this? It's fucking gives <laughs> like, you, you never hear them on the radio or anything like other than KEXP and, um, and, and a few select others, but like, I don't know what that is. You have any ideas? Um, I, it's like, I would probably like associate it with like, I know like not all bands are like this, but like at least these bands maybe started out like this, but like cult bands, people that have like cult fandoms like uh giz. But like, I guess back in the day, like the dead never got much radio play, you know, like maybe they got like trucking and touch of gray in the later years. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's right. They didn't really get like commercial at success least on main until the eighties. I'm sure like like college radio was playing them and stuff like that, but yeah, at least like I, it's my impression that they weren't getting played too much beyond trucking and maybe friend of the devil on the mainstream radio. Now I, like yeah. Giz doesn't really get any I guess play, but that, that also makes them kind of special and unique for for us. It's kind of just something just for us. Yeah, and, and that that's something I've I've been thinking about like right, like ever ever since I did actually hear uh, um, like they played Crumbling Castle at this uh, at this sports bar I went to in in Seattle, um, yeah. and uh, like like I think they just had it on Pandora or something and whatever. But um, I, I like I signaled to my friends I was like you guys you guys hear this is my favorite band and they're just like all right and I was yeah. just like okay what if 
everybody just knew Giz, it like wouldn't it wouldn't be that special. Like uh, it'd be like, all right, cool, got good tunes, but you wouldn't lose your goddamn mind on a Thursday night, you know? It's right. <laughs> and I think something that's kind of special about Giz is their um, at least for me, whenever I first heard them, it took it took like a little bit to like realize that they were one of my favorite bands. Like actually, like it was it took like time of listening, like putting that time in. And maybe that's it with like certain people. Like maybe some people will never get it or like understand it or like it. But then some people, you know, like it just takes a little bit of time for them to hear it a few times and it'll catch their ear on another lesson, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's definitely been true of me on, on, on a certain level with, with Giz. Uh, but with a lot of other people I've talked with on this podcast, like, um, you know, what, one guy first heard them in like 2014 uh, thought mm-hmm. they were pretty okay, and then uh, didn't listen to them again until 2017. Um, right, and it's just like, like it just takes a little while, but like you know, now he's a big enough fan that he comes on the podcast. So it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, it just takes everybody's on a different timeline, you know. Um, yeah, totally. It's it's cool. I I got my first. I heard them in 2015 with Paper Mache first time, uh, and then. I've heard Nanagon. I thought that was great, but it, it just hadn't like, I was really into the dead and fish at the time. That was like, Oh yeah. Like blinders looking at that stuff. But it wasn't until 2017 towards the end that I was like with Polygon and Gumboot Soup, honestly, that it just like, and then like all of their previous work clicked for me too. Like yeah. completely. Like I was like all, all in on this band. Yeah, and, it, it's um, so it's so crazy. Like when you reach that, like uh, I don't know, what do you call it? Like like Giz Nirvana, where it's just like I get it now. Like like everything yeah. that they do is great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Even though you might have played favorites at the beginning, right? It's cool. It's like like listening to like Nonagon and like I was like, man, I've never heard anything like this. this. Is like a never ending record. You know, you can just like keep listening to it over and over again, and just like the. Um, I didn't really, I guess like kraut rock maybe might be what you would associate this kind of tendency with, but just the constant drums and the constant beat, just like moving forward, we're just grooving through it. That was so fresh to me at that time. Like I didn't, I wasn't listening to music like that, where it was just that constant beat. There was always like breaks or times where like the drums would just like slow down and maybe, I don't know, not necessarily slow down, but stop, you know, there'd be times where yeah. there was break, but like, um, it wasn't until like that progginess came in that I was like, Oh, like these guys can really fucking play. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so like Polygon Dwanaland was the first album that I heard them, um, heard from them. And, uh, cause like I had just, my friend had just told me about them like late 2017 and Polly had just come out like a week or two before. Um, and I was like, Oh, okay, cool. These guys can definitely play. Like I, I knew my friend wasn't giving me a bad recommendation. It was, but it, it took me a while to figure out like, are they actually really fucking awesome or are they just being fucking weird to like, you know, stand out? Um, yeah. and then I realized like, no, no, they're actually just being themselves. Uh, and, yeah. um, totally. yeah, but, uh, but yeah, like like with um, I think like Flying American Turtle Banana was the first album that I like really just couldn't put down. Like, like mm-hmm. I just loved the way that that flowed through and and just like hypnotized me. Um, totally. Yeah, it was like just trance rock. It was <laughs> really weird. 
And that, that was like just something that I never even, I mean, like never thought about it really, you know, that, that the microtones and, you know, especially in like popular music today or contemporary music. Um, it's, I don't know, it was so cool, so unique. And that was something that like between Nonagon and Polygon, um, it's like I was listening and I was touching on those records, but it, when it clicked like towards the end of that year, it just, it was like an overhaul of just like musical Nirvana, like what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's crazy. And I, I remember um, the KXP, the Murder of the Universe one. Oh um, yeah. When that came out before Polygon, I was, uh, I was really into that video too. I'd probably watch that a million times, you know, I, countless. It's yeah. The, yeah. So I, I first, um, yeah, so pretty much like right after I watched uh, or after I listened to Polygon Duana Land, I was like, all right, I need to uh, see what these guys look like. Like that, anytime I hear a band that's just like, all right, this is fucking different. I need to see like, what are they actually, what's their setup on stage? Like, how do they play? Like, it gives mm -hmm. me like a, you know, another glimpse into their soul. And uh, <laughs> uh, so then I, I, first thing that comes up was this uh, gig they played at Webster Hall in New York. And they opened with open water and i was like oh okay like yeah, yeah this they're they're fucking just playing little things like like, like the, how i put it together is like they probably were jamming one day and uh you know Stu's just playing that um just playing that open note and yeah. and then just like all comes together so i'm like okay yeah i'm 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 into this uh totally. and uh and yeah, so then right after that, I watched the KEXP Murder of the Universe set, and I was like, oh, okay, this is fucking banging. Yeah, totally. And it's just two different, completely different sounds, and they're just doing them at such a quality, quality level, and mm -hmm. that just shows the the relentlessness of them. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, that, that, that's what's crazy. Like, there's one thing, it's one thing to be experimental and just, like, you know, putz around with, with new ideas and stuff, but, like, mm -hmm. to actually have a full like a fully formed concept and turn that into a record uh and execute it like masterfully is just like it's it's upsetting on a certain level because it's like i will never be able to replicate that like <laughs> that, that that kind of uh just sheer uh prolificness i, I don't know the the fucking thing but um <laughs> Yeah, no, totally. I get you. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it, it's like it's maddening because like I want to understand it completely, and I'm just uh -huh. like, there's got to be something you guys can't do, you know? Like, like you're you're all human, right? Like, it's like I, I don't like to idolize anybody or anything. I'm just like, we we've all got an Achilles heel. Like, what what is it for for them? And <laughs> it's just funny that it's like we don't know that yet because they keep just pulling back that curtain. You know, just the curtain gets a little bit bigger and we get to see more into what they can do um, musically and like thematically. I'm, I love their the themes, lyrical themes and, and stories that are being told throughout their music. It's nobody's doing stuff like that. Nobody's talking about monsters, really. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's like, uh, I mean, like, I, I want to say just based on the album art that like the OCs have uh, have some sort of some element of fantasy in their music. Totally. Um, uh, and like I haven't really gotten too into them. I've I listen to their stuff every once in a while, and I've seen them live and stuff. I, I like them, but like they don't captivate me the same way as Giz. But right. um, but like I know without like there would be no Giz without the OCs. 
Uh, right. And totally. Yeah. And, and like, I, I wonder, I mean, like, I, I think just what it comes down to is like, Stu just happened to also be in the fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. And like his love for like, uh, Lovecraft and all that. And yeah. like the stories. Um, it's cool. Like, I've always grown up as like liking sci-fi and like horror movies and stuff like that. So it's cool. Like, like, and I, I like metal music, so it's all like horror music, you know, and this like band touches on kind of like two of my loves of like jam psych stuff and this kind of um, horrific scenery, you know, terror, like, you know, like, I don't yeah. know. It's cool. It puts me in another world and, and um, it's like play in that world, which is sweet. Totally. And uh what was it like with uh you know with, with the final song um Mur- of murder of the universe uh yeah like just that uh gratuitous description of vomit and just like all of that is just like oh my god like 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 i i thought like okay i think i think we got the point and then it's like no hantayumi is still going to go on for another two and a half minutes just talking about the sound it makes as it hits the floor and, and then some yeah. like <laughs> it's so so deep into that in just that idea and i love that it's so cool i remember I, the other day i was showing my friend that exact song but it was the chunky shrapnel version, oh yeah which is insane i love, love when the double bass comes in it just drives that home for me um but i was reading him those lyrics because he couldn't fully understand what they, what they were saying yeah and he was like well that's insane he, uh, it, it kind of blew his mind a little bit, I think, you know? Yeah, well, it blew mine as well, because, like, I saw them play it for the first time in, uh, when, when they played L.A. last summer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and like, that was the first time I had ever really seen, you know, seen the whole lyrics and everything, because they have the video in the back, on the backdrop and everything, um, so you can follow along. And, I felt, and that helped me a lot. Like, I guess I, I'm not the best audio listener, uh, or, or you know audio learner um but uh but then like i looked it up at home i didn't realize that they had turned that they ha- actually had a video um yeah on youtube of that whole thing of the whole han Tayumi and the murder of the universe thing yeah yeah St- starting with digital black and then into vomit coffin and uh um and then yeah murder of the universe it's like yeah yeah like that video itself like i'll just get stoned at night and just watch that as I go to sleep. Like it's just, it's, a it's real so relaxing and comforting. <laughs> in a way, it is. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like, like if I haven't washed my sheets in a little while, like yeah, my bed is kind of my vomit coffin. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's our pillar of sweat. It's fucking disgusting. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's what's up. Now that that video is something that I had heard the record, um, you know, earlier, but. It was more recently when I actually watched that video, and it's pretty dope. I had seen the the Lord of Lightning one in the Balrog um, right when that came out, but I don't know how I missed the other one. But I think the other one hit more for me later um, after that record had come out for a while. Yeah, um, at least that story, um, as opposed to Alter the Altered Beast and the Lord of Lightning stories. Yeah, you know it, it's it's so funny how they packed three stories into that record. Mm-hmm. and um it, it's it's just like like it, it's weird how long it takes to process each one um yeah. like i still don't fully understand all of it um but like i'm work i'm working it out you know <laughs> it's it's right. like like because the, there's 
anytime I listen to Giz again, I always pick up just new little intricacies um, just in, in, in their songs and, and, you know, music. And it's like, it's usually music stuff. So the lyrics sort of fall by the wayside for me sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, eventually I'll get it. <laughs> but, but, it, but you mentioned the, the Balrog Lord of Lightning um, uh, video. I actually didn't even know that, that existed. Uh, oh, yeah. So I've, I've got a little more YouTube to do. It's great. It's great. Um, and like, I like the split. They do a pretty cool like cinematography split between the two songs. And it's, uh, they're both great. Yeah. Um, you look like a guy who, who, who trips on occasion. I, um, like, like, have you ever What's had, that? no, you, you look like a guy who, who takes a lot of psychedelics, uh, or at least some on occasion. Um, it's, uh, it's been a while. yeah. Uh, it's, that was just a way to segue into this, but like in each of my last, like, I don't, I don't know how, yeah, I guess like three or four mushroom trips. Like I've, I found myself like in the center of the Gizverse. It, it's been really bizarre. Like, like basically, like I'm not even listening to their music, but I'm just like, well, this is what they're talking about. Like I'm getting all these fucking uh, insights and everything. I'm just like, this is all Giz. It's, yep. it's, it's like, it's, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I'm just babbling now. Uh, <laughs> I've, I found that like, I don't know. Um, the last time I tripped, I don't know if I actually even listened to Giz, but it was on Mushrooms. We were listening to music and we were doing this hike and I just, I don't know, it, it, I remember that, it's, it's been like a year, to be honest with you, since I've tripped, but I remember that being an extra special trip. I try to, I space it out, um, try not to do it too much anymore. But yeah, it's, I, um, I usually try to like do no more than once a month, but like it's been much less frequent than that. It's just that last week I had uh, like just a mind bending fucking mushroom trip. Uh, yeah. So it, it's, it's still really fresh in my mind. <laughs> That's good. And what, um, what is your go-to Giz record? I guess whenever you're, you're tripping. Um, it really depends. Like uh, I mean, paper mache is always, is, is always a fun one. Um, but uh, uh, Polygon Duanaland I've, I've actually found is like really, really good sketches too um yeah but yes. uh yeah. yeah oddly enough flying microtonal banana is i have not enjoyed that one when i when i've been tripping um like it's it's a little too ominous i guess like yeah. like it, it it sends me in like i guess it, it maybe it is like those microtones they send me into like this weird vortex uh so yeah. Yeah, but but like stuff that's that's just like layered, you know, like polyrhythms and um yeah, I I've, I I like that shit. Nonagon Infinity's great. Um but uh oh, actually you, this is this is my favorite album for tripping. Uh okay. Rainbow by Kesha, uh her 2017 album. Okay. Fucking good. I mean, like even sober, it's it's a great album. But like when I when I'm tripping, like that shit is guaranteed to take me on a excellent path. Uh, Word. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Like she's actually like like now that she doesn't have a rapey producer and she's actually <laughs> doing all of her own shit. Like she's a fucking amazing musician. And like I I'm like real. I'm all in on Kesha. Like she's fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I know of Kesha, but I've never, that's not, I, I haven't listened to her very much beyond what I've heard on the radio, you know? 
So yeah, I'll, I'll give that one a, a listen for sure. Rainbow. Yeah. So so just like the album all the way through is is it's fantastic because it's uh like it starts with just like a simple acoustic song that um that develops into something more and uh like yeah she explores like a bunch of different sounds on that album so that gave me like a really good a really good vibe about her and just like how experimental she is um and uh yeah so it's it's yeah i i relate a lot to kesha (laughs) um just in in terms of like personal growth throughout throughout my 20s and shit um but uh yeah so so that's a great trip and album uh (laughs) right on I'll, i'll check that one out i've been um you listen to like crosby sills nash a lot of that oh yeah, yeah i i grew up with them yeah the um the four-way street album um it's a live album and it's like 1970 that's uh-huh. one of my favorites like their vocal harmonies on like guinevere and lee shore and triad between crosby and nash yeah that's just like perfect stripping material as well as well as um david crosby's first solo album if i can only remember my name if you've not oh, listened word. to that um couldn't recommend it more that's that's a good call yeah there's, it's really weird like how many um just like all the different musical backgrounds of gives fans um because like like I, I was talking with a guy i met out at a bar um met out at a bar out here uh he he was telling me about like his favorite band it was like uh, uh before gives was hawkwind uh which was one of Stu's favorite you know fucking space rock bands um and uh and like i had never heard of them or anything but then uh you know i started listening to them just like i could see that and then uh yeah like with crosby stills and nash like that's a fucking great like you know foundation to have you know before you get into giz um yeah yeah and like i'm trying to think of like yeah i mean there's just so many so many others there are a lot of like jazz heads that that got really into giz um yeah I've talked with a lot of people who really, really like sketches and, uh, and quarters is all right. And, <laughs> right on. um, I think yeah. it's cool. Um, when you go to the shows, the diversity of the fans. Um, oh yeah. The, everybody from punk rockers to blue collar just got off work, you know, um, jam yep. band fans. and metalheads. It's metal like, heads, yes, it's every, and, and that's something else that I've learned about metalheads is just, like I, I've I've never had a problem with them, but I never realized just how much, like how fucking nice and cool they are. Like absolutely. Like in just in general, like like I would much rather hang out with an aggressive looking metalhead than like somebody who just kind of likes Kenny Chesney. Uh, they, they like they like cruising to to his songs. It's, it's like it's like fucking be interesting, you know, like. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. No, it's, I've, um, I, I grew up listening to metal, but like, that was like, I guess that was very surface level stuff. Not like still great stuff, you know, Metallica, um, you know, Slayer thrash music. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God I have a buddy cam and he's showed me the way on, um, more like newer metal that that, um, I enjoy. Like I, I use, I, I probably wouldn't have liked it because of, um, the vocals like i used to not like the cookie monster you know real fucking heavy shit yeah, yeah. but as you mature it's funny how things just adapt and i think honestly king giz has helped with my my more motion into heavier music lately um same so with um bluegrass music jam music very chill 
genres for so long and I still love that stuff but the King Giz is just it's like reawoken that part of me that whenever I first started getting into guitar and I was playing like fast you know Metallica songs that um but it's it's awesome it's great uh yeah that's it yeah yeah I, I um uh I, I mean, because yeah, like, like I, I would definitely say that they've reawoken my my inner metal head. Because uh, like I was into metal for like I was into new metal uh, for like a little bit when I like 2004 2005. Like I was a freshman in high school, and um, and like cause it was it was fucking bizarre. Like my one of my best friends, he just found like a, a burned CD on the ground, put it in his disc man, and it happened to be uh, Slipknot's first album, uh, cool. Iowa. Uh, which yeah. was like a fucking badass album. So we just listened to it, not because it was actually a badass album, but just because just like, this is fucking evil and we're, we're evil so we can be cool. We're <laughs> fucking retarded. And, um, like, <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, so then I, like I, I went to Ozfest that year Word. and, and that's where I got my first real exposure to, to like metalheads. And I saw this fucking idiot just in the row in front of me with a lamb of god tattoo uh-huh and this is in 2004 you are familiar with the band lamb of god yeah yeah i am i don't listen to them uh like regularly but i know who they are yeah i mean it just seemed like a real reach for a tattoo and <laughs> like i was like i don't know if i love metal this much um right. but uh but like i did see you know like i saw rob zombie Mudvayne, uh black label society uh iron maiden and black sabbath like it was like those were the fucking, that was an insane fucking show. Right. Um, Damn, especially because Iron Maiden blew Sabbath out of the water. Just like Sabbath couldn't follow them. Like it was, and, and Ozzy was fucking pissed too. Like it was, there was a <laughs> lot of drama that I got to see. And because like a week later, Maiden got kicked off the tour. Uh, so it was, oh, damn. <laughs> it was a lot of bruised egos there. Yeah, I bet Ozzy is a little bit jealous of Bruce running over the stage as much as he does. He's oh, like, and and talking shit. Like, so, was he talking shit? Yeah, well, because like, because like we were, you know, peak Iraq invasion at the time, and oh. and Bruce Dickinson was calling all that shit out. And one thing that that's that's interesting is, um, or yeah, it, like it is interesting because like a lot of metalheads are you know these uber blue collar like right wing people, and. Mm -hmm. And, and like, I, I understand that to a degree because it's like, yeah, these people have fucking feelings and a soul. This is how they're, how they're going about it. Like, it's like, like yeah, because they don't have good country anymore. They got to find where the soul is and that's metal. And um, yeah. <laughs> that's my interpretation. But yeah, so Bruce Dickinson's talking a bunch of shit about the military. And, uh, and, the, and these people are fucking furious. <laughs> So oh, well, you got to pick your battles, man. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Like, like, like I, as a fan of of all of it, I have no regrets. I I think like everything played out just as it should have <laughs> with with, oh, yeah, with totally. regard to that tour. Um, oh god, that was a fun time. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. What yeah. was um? What was the first time you saw Giz? Where was uh, it? Twenty eighteen. Um, I so. That and that was before I had officially decided that they were my favorite band. Uh, but after that first show, I was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, this is this is paradigm shift." Uh, and yeah. um, 
Yeah, so I saw them in June 2018. They played three shows at Brooklyn Steel. I, I was living in New York at the time. And cool. Uh, yeah, so like I saw, I saw them play their first and third show. I didn't go to the Saturday show because I, uh, I had to be up really early uh, Sunday morning. But um, yeah, it, it was great. Like I, yeah, they, I, I got to see Rattlesnake twice. Uh, I got to see the river in full. And then uh, Amel and the Sniffers was opening for them. Um, cool. And oh my God, they're, they're so fucking awesome live. Um, oh yeah, definitely. And uh, have you seen them? Yes. Yeah, I have. I caught them on that tour twice. So I've seen Giz four times. Um, oh, sick. So yeah, yeah, I've seen them five times in total, and the last time I saw them, I wasn't really, it, it wasn't that great, because uh, just a bunch of people around me were talking, and I was on acid, yeah. so I was focusing on them, and... Uh, oh, that's a bummer. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, like, I've, I've seen a lot of them, um, yeah. but, uh, but but yeah, like, like I got to see, but so at the end of the, um, at the end of the third show in, in Brooklyn... Amel came back on stage and they and Giz fucking played uh, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap uh, oh, to fucking close out the weekend. Because um, like originally that that concert or like that, uh, like they were only going to be playing two shows and then they added a third because the first two sold out. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so like, like I went to the first show alone, met a bunch of Giz heads, including the person who told me about the fan page, um, and uh, and then a, a couple other people I keep in touch with, um, and uh, yeah, and then the third show I went with uh, with uh, my friend who like now we're, we're really good friends, but like at the time we were dating, and yeah. um, and she had had a shit day at work, and I was like, you want to get some tickets off StubHub and and see Giz, and she was like. Sure, why not? Let's take mushrooms too. And yeah, so it was fucking amazing. <laughs> and cool, cool. Yeah. And that was that was at the Brooklyn Steel show. The yeah, third one? yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. I I really because like they recorded and released the recording of the second Brooklyn Steel show where they played Head on Pill to close it out. Word. But like and like that was a great set. But like I really wish that they had played uh, or that they had recorded the third one to release because like yeah. And I remember they had film crews during during that that weekend. Um, yeah. And because at the like somebody like I think there were some rumors about there being a Giz documentary in 2018. And like with all okay. these cameras I saw around the stage, like I figured that would make sense. Um, but then right. nothing's come of that. So I I have a feeling that that's just stuff they're saving in the archives for a later date. But um, yeah. I mean, I, I hope so. It, that would make sense oh. to me. Because, like, what the fuck happened to that footage, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, it's somewhere. They're uh, saving it for a rainy day. Yeah. And and, and, and with, with all this unpredictable shit, like a pandemic, and, you know, with Chunky Shrapnel and, and all that, um, right. it seems like, uh, it, and, and, like, with the Bushfire uh, relief concerts that they released on, uh, on Bandcamp, um, yeah. it's like, yeah, they're you you know they always have something in the bank like yeah they've and, um they've and it, saved yeah. up all that energy yeah um and, you know and like if it's not giz it's the murlocs or pipe eye and uh, <laughs> right. like any of those bands on that label they're all amazing you know yeah um, i recently got into traffic island a lot 
like uh, their newest album, the the Peanut Butter. Um, I still have yet to get into them, but uh, it's cool. I'm gonna do that. It's chill. It's like it's very good, like um, like meditational music or just drive-in music. Very relaxed, sunny day music, which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, there there are definitely some of that. Like Babe Rainbow is great for that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm they're not on flight list, but uh, Krungbin is like my favorite for just like long desert drives. Um, yeah. yeah, shit's good. <laughs> have you heard their uh, new single? They have yeah. two out now. Yeah, yeah, they got, they got two. I, I've, I've listened to both of them. I, I think I like the second one better, uh, the B-side of that single. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I, I've heard the second one once, but I've listened to that first one a good handful of times, and I like it all. They, they can't do no wrong. Yeah, the, and what was cool about uh, Time, I think it's called Time, You and I. Um, mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, that is a, uh, like, that was interesting to me because they're using more vocals. They're getting a little more experiment. Uh, experimental with with like actually using their voices in their in their music which is uh like i just love seeing how bands develop their sound you know totally i I think that that song it kind of harkens back to uh evan finds the third room um yeah the vocal the the, it's got this like the 70s soul feel that's very um distinct um more so than they're kind of like deserty uh, funk or soul, whatever you want to call that. Um, yeah, so. well, their their drummer, um, uh, uh, fuck, I forget his name. Krung Beans on Instagram, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, D DJ I think is his uh, is either he is a DJ or it's his name or it's both. I fucking forget. Uh, but mm-hmm. but he's such a like like af- after seeing them live, and I I realized like just how instrumental he is in the whole in their whole sound um yeah because like he's both keeping the beat going and uh, and like it's super simple but also just like fucking tactful um and and he's also singing like like yeah. like the the guitarist isn't singing at all uh it's just it's just laura lee and and the drummer uh they're mm-hmm. doing all the vocal stuff for krungman so it's yeah. like they're yeah so too which is like pretty dope like the simplicity of their playing yet it just it's so cohesive yeah um but you know we're talking about flightless bands like fucking stonefield um oh my god they're just awesome i mean and 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 what's funny is is that i didn't even get into stonefield because of giz um like my friend uh like so i i'm I'm friends with the band uh the meat puppets they're like an old like 80s 90s they're still playing uh but they've been around for a long time and uh they used to be my favorite band before giz but i met them after a show once and like they like we hit it off so like now i'm now i'm cool with them and uh so i was hiking with (laughs) with uh um with my buddy elmo who plays uh uh rhythm guitar that in the band and uh he was like yeah dude when we were playing australia uh we uh our opening band was this band of stonefield they're just like four chicks they're re- <laughs> and and like they're really good you should check them out and like they they toured australia in like 2014 or 2015 i think so Word. like that's just when stonefield was like starting out um yeah. and then i come to find that like yeah amy uh amy finley is uh is cav's fiance and it's like oh okay this just fucking really works out <laughs> it all home yeah yeah 
Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's so weird how everything's just intertwined. But uh, I remember their set. Um, I saw them at, at what was uh, it was last year Asheville, the New Belgium show. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stonefield's set there was insane, as well as Orb. That was um, I wasn't really listening to much Orb before that show, but gotten more into them lately. Yeah, I, Orb is a band that I want to get into. I but like in seeing them, so like I saw them open for Giz three times last year. And like I, I just couldn't find myself really digging their their sound. Um, yeah, like it, it's it's so bizarre because you know during Chunky, uh, you know Zach is playing that little uh, acoustic ditty, and yeah. and I fucking love that. Like I, I like I, I like I definitely recognize they're talented as all hell, but like just I for whatever reason, Orb doesn't doesn't strike me. Um, the same way yeah. that, that like Stonefield and, uh, you know, like Murlocs, uh, Baked Beans, like, like all, all those other flightless bands hit me. Um, yeah. I feel yeah. like Orb's um, studio sound, I like more than their live sound. Like the show is great. But when yeah. I, going back and listening to the records, I've, I've liked them more um, in particular. Yeah. You know, I, I've like, I noticed that with, uh, because uh, you know, because like sometimes when I just let Spotify run amok, uh, they'll they'll put on Orb, and I'm just like, oh yeah, I like I like this song, um, but like I haven't listened to, the, to a full album of theirs all the way through, so like I am totally aware I'm not giving them a completely fair fair shake, but like I have I have a feeling it comes down to that they don't have a like they don't have their personal audio guy like Giz does. Yeah. So like their mix is a little suspect. Like they, they had a few sound issues um in in LA when they played um and uh yeah, it was I, I don't know, like 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 they reminded me of like sort of like a garagey psych band, you know, from like my high school or something. <laughs> Cuz we had some good bands from my school. Uh That's, but, dope. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um anyway, I I, I think it, I, I've totally lost track of time. I have no idea how, how long we've been going, um, but uh, 45 minutes ish, maybe. Yeah. That, that's, that's sort of what it feels like, which is weird. Cause like, I don't even pay for zoom. So I have no idea how they haven't cut off this conversation yet. Um, but yeah. Like usually I just feel it out like roughly a half hour in is when I'll start to wrap. And then uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Oh, well. the, the, so, you know, be, before I look, like, I don't want to just like end abruptly. Um, but, uh, but what's something that you've been, uh, is there anything that you've been listening to recently that you think, um, uh, that they, they feel like sharing? Sorry. Could you say that last part? Oh, listen to what? Yeah. Is there anything that you've been listening to recently that you feel like, uh, that you feel like sharing with, um, with, with the rest of the, I'm not a fan unless I have a podcast audience. Um, yeah, I've, I've been listening to, um, I've been listening to those. Um, I have yet to catch the last one that you put out. Um, but yeah, I listened to the fifth one right before this. Yeah. No, no, no. no I, sorry, I, it kind of cut out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I was asking, uh, are there any? Oh, no. Are it there my any? internet connection's unstable. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's That'll happen sometimes. Uh, I'll just ask one, one more time. Is there any? Uh, um, I got you back. Okay, cool. Are there any new songs or, or any new bands or any albums that you've been listening to a lot recently that we haven't discussed that you think uh, 
people of this fans of this podcast should check out. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the past podcast. By so, the way. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I love it. It's great, man. Um, I'm so lately listening to a little bit more like black metal. Um, there's a band called death heaven out of San Francisco. And I think they're fucking incredible. Um, so if you like some of that type of music, I would definitely check them out. Um, I recently discovered, and I'm sure most you know, and most of your fans know the the uh, the new Murlox record um, with Comfort Zone and Spawn yeah, Gun. Yeah, Manicanda um, ep- episode. Yeah, that is such a good record. That's oh, like dude. one of the best just straight ahead rock records I've heard in such a long time. Yeah, the subject matter on on that uh album was just like fucking fitting and um uh but yeah just like, musically it all it, like that's definitely my favorite uh Murlocs record um yeah. like that that's the one that especially after watching their kxb session um yeah. like yeah that got me really into like i was like okay the Murlocs are fucking awesome like like, like that that really elevated them for me yeah um, same same um one more person um his name is will van horn so he's a pedal steel player yeah i I feel like i've heard of him he's friends with those guys in krongbin and he sat in with them a few times i'm i'm pretty sure he's been on a few of their records um but he has an ep out i think it's just called will van horn if you type in that on spotify you'll find it oh yeah it's a five song ep super chill music like um great like instrumental relaxing music um definitely worth checking out i think i think you dig it yeah definitely i fucking love pedal steel um yeah yeah it's cool stuff it really is definitely uh dude that thanks so much for coming on the podcast man um that i i fucking envy that you get to live in nashville and shit and um you know sorry you're in kansas city right now but uh <laughs> it's, all good. No, it's, it's good being home uh seeing family you know yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah i, I just i just felt like shitting on kansas city <laughs> hey man super bowl champions yeah it, world series champions 2015 i saw you guys win it uh <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah shit yeah <laughs> but uh anyway thank you so much for coming on man and uh stay yeah, safe out there we'd appreciate it man thank you yeah take it easy yeah have a good one